Hey guys, what's up? Welcome inside the pre-hype show for Happy Hour with Ryan. We're on episode 49 and we got a great guest, Jamer Bellanos, by way of Venezuela for right here in Little Rock, Arkansas, is coming in on the podcast to go over his journey into uh, how he got to this point in life, which is kind of our theme here on the show. But before we get to him, uh, guys, we had a fantastic time in Nashville, Tennessee. I was super elated and excited. Uh, first vacation um, outside of uh, Little Rock uh, since with everything going on with the pandemic. Uh, great friend and such a great hostess, B-Mag, Brittany McDonald, showed us a really impeccable and great time in the credible city uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of Austin a little bit. Uh, it's a lot of young people and uh, just a lot of things to do. Uh, she took us uh, Saturday uh, to the farmer's market and uh, we kind of took in that uh, great, beautiful day uh, out for walking. Uh, then we ended up at Von Elrods. And to put it in perspective, Von Elrods is kind of like our Fastler Hall here in Little Rock, and I believe they have one in uh, Oklahoma, Tulsa, if I'm not mistaken. But we had this amazing pizza pretzel, which was uh, the bomb. And uh, the beverage we went with, uh, they they had these shandies, which they're kind of known for. It's kind of fusion uh, they do. But uh, we had these frozen cherry limeades that were just oh man, and it was it was it was hot outside, so it just came right on point. And then we walked around. We saw where the Nashville Sound uh, play the AAA team from the St. Louis Cardinals. I found out for a baseball. So uh, after that, we proceeded to walk to uh, Broadway, which is uh, Nashville's version of. Uh, uh, you know, Bourbon Street, Bill Street, Sixth Street in Austin, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we hit up some clubs and uh, bars there. Went to uh, Nashville Underground, which is Gavin DeGraw's bar, which you did not even know that. But it's really cool. Some of these bars and clubs have three or four floors. You can even go to the rooftop. And uh, it was really cool overlooking the city. And just, just taking in just a great... Uh, early, early um, summer, summer uh, day. Um, it was just the weather was just favorable uh, for us. We had a grand time. We also saw where the national bombing took place um, last Christmas, 2020. Um, it was crazy. And uh, one of Brittany's friends was with us, Hallie. She was just talking about she she didn't even hear the sound go off, but I could just imagine you know, um, just hearing that sound, you know, and, and being disturbed by something like that. And they were talking about the guy was IT uh, person and he had called and, you know, kind of told what was going about to happen and what time and all this, when it was going to go off. And wow. Um, yeah, that's a, that definitely probably was a scary sight if anyone was, was near there and you know, heard that boom go off. But we kind of ended our uh, weekend uh, Sunday. We went to the famous Biscuit Love, which you have been, if you have not been, you definitely, definitely need to go. 
um, it's, it's goodness on a plate. It's just like heaven. Um, pretty much get anything on your biscuit in between it, any which way. Um, I got the East Nasty, which was like this chicken strip uh, fried goodness uh, between uh, the biscuit and sprinkle some mozzarella cheese and it was sausage gravy on top. It was it was delicious. So definitely check out those um, places there of uh, just yummy goodness. So I've been watching Mayans MC. If you have not checked it out, I urge you to do so. It follows the post Jax Tiller uh, story there. Um, it's a spinoff of the Sons of Anarchy that's on FX. Of course, if you have the app or on your smart device, you can go to FX now. Uh, I've been watching on Hulu. I'm on season three and I started season one last year and just watched one season. And so I re went back and rewatched uh, season one and got to season two. I'm on season three, almost finished. So basically it kind of follows uh, Easy Reyes, give you a brief synopsis. He's basically a prospect starting out. He eventually gets in the club. You'll see that through the course of the series. Uh, he has a childhood sweetheart, which is now with one of the biggest drug cartel leaders on the show. And so it kind of does some flashbacks and whatnot. And, and he's actually um, undercover in a way. Um, he's been sending in, uh, made a deal to cut his... Uh, prison time there so you'll kind of see how that unfolds uh you'll see some cameo appearances and just kind of some easter eggs from uh the sons of anarchy show it kind of will add up if you watched all seven seasons of that show um definitely a good show i definitely recommend so we got the playoffs uh, nba playoffs is off and running and some arenas are at 25% capacity, could possibly reach full capacity in some arenas by game four of some of the series. So that's very interesting. And it's crazy just to see, you know, um, fans there, uh, you know, cheering and whatnot. Because, of course, uh, during the NBA bubble playoffs uh, back in the uh, fall, of course, really no fans. So it's just crazy to see kind of everything opening back up but that's good that's good you know we we miss our sports we love our sports so just glad people are now getting out going to, to see some um, some uh, competitive games if you will so before we get to our guest this week uh, Marvel dropped the second trailer of the Eternals and this movie is super star-studded. We got Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, Kit Harington from, uh, um, uh, went blank there, <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones as uh, Jon Snow, and then got Richard Madden and Jim Chan. So Chloe Zhao is actually helming the film as the director, and she recently won an Oscar for Nomadland, so you may have heard the name. She's only 39 years old, and it's going to be exciting to see what kind of magic she creates in this movie. So you're probably kind of wondering what the Eternals is going to be about. So basically, it's this immortal alien race that was created by the celestial type beings or gods, 
and they have secretly lived on Earth for about 7,000 plus years. Now, what they're doing is trying to unite to protect humanity from the deviants. So to kind of put in perspective here, think of it's like the Transformers movies where they have the Autobots battling Decepticons on Earth. Now, you might be asking why they weren't interfering when Earth was pretty much getting attacked. Uh, you had the low-key uh, attack on New York from Avengers 1, then Age of Ultron, Avengers 2, that whole debacle was going down, and then the, the mega, mega battle, uh, Infinity Endgame with Thanos. So those two rounds with, with the Mad Titan. So a couple of theories have been thrown out here recently, kind of I was reading uh, online. You know, it's one thought that maybe, you know, they're like, well, maybe, you know, humans can solve their own problems, you know, on their own, you know, learn from certain situations, maybe. Or maybe they couldn't interfere. You know, they looked at like God's like, for example, I was thinking about this Lord Raiden, you know, when Kung Lao kicked the bucket in the um, new Mortal Kombat movie and died, they get terrible like teleported to uh, almost this other realm and Jax asked Lord Raiden, hey, um, you couldn't save Kung Lao? And he said, no, I can't really interfere, you know. So that's one theory. And this is maybe the go-getter right here. So Thanos and Thanos played by Angelina Jolie, and you notice in the names, they're, they're kind of spelled somewhat similar. They're actually cousins. So they're saying Thanos is supposedly a celestial and a deviant. And these deviants are supposed to be the uh, antagonists of the film. So they're the ones that provoke different forms and abilities. Uh, looked at like master manipulators. Somewhat like a low key, but a thousand times worse. So these deviants are the ones that the Eternals are going to stand up to and pretty much lend, I guess, uh, humans a, a helping hand in battling them. So uh, it's going to be a great film, and I think a lot of people are, are interested in it, um, in the Phase 4. Um, I wish Black Widow would have been able to be released, but because of the uh, pandemic, it got pushed back a few times. But Eternals and then Spider-Man are the two key Marvel movies that a lot of people... Um, are really looking forward to because it's going to explore uh, the multiverse and look into that and it quite possibly now not saying Wolverine or any of the X-Men are going to show up in the film but we're going to possibly get a look at all these mutated type individuals and beings you know how they came about so we may get an origin and possibly some flashbacks as to what's going on and what has been going on for light years um, in the making. So it's gonna be an awesome film. Just can't wait to see the choreography uh, that's gonna go into this film and the fight scenes and just uh, the magic that's gonna unfold and melt our faces off uh, while we're watching it. So, as I stated earlier in the beginning of the podcast, our guest for this week is Jamer Bolanos. Uh, he is a fraternity brother of mine, Sigma Nu, right here, A to Z chapter in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. 
and a good friend, great guy, um, hard worker. Um, you can just tell, you know, when we did this podcast, um, just the, you know, uh, just very proud and um, just humble beginnings and everything. So it's going to be really interesting. He's going to share his, uh, his journey, um, you know, getting here. And um, and truly, he is definitely a testimony um, just how he's just worked his butt off and and everything and has two restaurants, uh, La Terraza Ramen Lounge. It's over Kavanaugh area and then got graffitis. Also has been a staple here in the Little Rock area community for quite some time. So just everything they're giving back to the community is just amazing and things they do. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely taking this, this episode cause it was really good and learned a lot from it. So without further ado, after this quick commercial break and a little jam here, we'll, uh, get you listening to Jamie Bolanos and also really cool. He's going to also share, he was on the triple D show, Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives with a one guy for so he's going to also talk about that as well. Well, won't waste any more, more of your time. Go ahead and tune in, plug in those audio earbuds, and listen to this week's show. So we got Jamer on uh, the podcast today. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you, Ryan? <laughs> good. Man, it's always uh, good to see you. I know it's not often, but definitely good to see you today. So uh, kind of tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So you're from Venezuela. Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, so how is it life there um, compared to here? I know you're, you're here in Arkansas. Kind of tell us like a little bit of your background. Yeah, um, I grew up in Caracas. It's the capital city of Venezuela. Um, it's a busy city. I mean, difference uh, in the big picture, uh, I find it here very quiet. Mm-hmm. It's a more relaxed lifestyle over there. It's a little bit more rush, big city feel. Okay. Uh, transportation, <laughs> public transportation is more available. I've noticed that. Okay. Not everybody owns a car. They don't have to. There's buses, mm-hmm. there's right. trains. Okay. Uh, which helps out. More of a European style city uh, that was actually from the influence who designed and built um, the majority of the city mm-hmm. uh, back, you know, like 1900s, even before we had vehicles. So okay. it's now overpopulated and it's a different story. But when I when I was there, which was uh, 15, 15 years, mm-hmm. um, so from the time I was born to age 15, 16, okay. uh, it, was, it was just a busy place, you know, a lot of work 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 you know yeah 
yeah. kind of that similar over here I feel like okay uh, we follow more of a easier vibe in the city just okay because you can get from one side of the city to the other side mm -hmm. in relatively around 20 minutes or so traffic is not terrible you don't spend hours mm -hmm. you know to to make it work or to do activities so mm -hmm. the day here kind of gets a little bit longer you're able to do more things right um, we now take the kids to activities pick uh -huh. them up and take them there and go run to work go back we have the opportunity to do that because there's 10 minutes in between all that mm -hmm. um, it gives still a chance okay. you know, to do a little bit more during the day so definitely right. um, although the stages in my life and my career have been very different mm -hmm. I was just a young boy and a young teenager mm -hmm. that I didn't have a whole lot of responsibility okay um, I can see some of the difference you know that yeah that are definitely beneficial mm -hmm. in here right so you're only child or you have any i'm only child i only have child. a half brother okay. Uh, okay my dad remarried and yeah i have a little brother he's 10 years younger than me wow okay um he's going to school there um doing accounting getting ready to finish ish he's got a, a year and a half good mm -hmm. um he's doing well he loves sports uh, mm -hmm. we get in touch now with technology uh, yeah. it's really easy social media Right. We follow each other. We know what's going on. We got a we got a group on uh, on WhatsApp too. Okay, WhatsApp. I'd never heard of WhatsApp until I started working where I work now. Like yeah. I'd never heard. I was like, what is that? You know. Yeah, very <laughs> common for uh, like messaging people outside uh -huh. internationally is very popular. Mm -hmm. People use that as it's kind of the new MSN. What MSN used to achieve. Right. Like it was, oh, let me get on Messenger today, and then that transition yeah. into Messenger on your BlackBerry or your PIN or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, now that's the thing mm -hmm. uh, on um, in Venezuela and other countries. That's how I communicate with most of my relatives around the world. It's Good. via WhatsApp. So it's free calling. You only mm -hmm. have to worry about the time difference. And, and gotcha. And you're all ready to um, go. Or messages, yeah. It's free yeah. messages. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, you said you were in Venezuela until age 16 before you came over? Yeah, I moved at 16. Okay. Um, I turned 17 mm -hmm. at the end of the my my senior year in high school. I had already graduated from oh. high school before I came here. Okay. So I moved at, uh, yeah, 16, 17, and uh -huh. then I started college at 18. Wow, okay. Something like that. Okay, okay. So um, so you graduated over... I graduated in Venezuela. Venezuela, and then I had a free year because I was so young uh, to go to college. Uh -huh. It's not that I couldn't, right. but I was uh, a year early in my class. Mm -hmm. And that was something that my parents kind of experimented when I was mm -hmm. uh, younger. I went to a... Um, it was an... Um, it was a kid's school for, it was like a pre-K school during my, my early ages that was uh, for for uh, the military only. And my parents enrolled me there and they had a very, very high um, education level. And they put me ahead basically a year. I was only like four, I think, when I, when I left there. But when I went to private school from this military, um, kindergarten and under I um, I was already doing very well so they mm -hmm. put me at the at the highest level of kindergarten and I started first grade a little bit earlier than okay than the other kids because I was already 
doing it and in fact when i i remember because i have a picture when i uh right when i when we finished my class in private school i was the one that did the speech because i was i was doing okay yeah you know reading my words and i was able to communicate fine right um i was the kid that was you know, tying everybody's shoes in you the front. You were at the advanced level so I was, far. Yeah, because yeah. The, the, the military had a system, they had a program that mm -hmm. was really, really efficient, and nobody else was trying that at the time. So they had wow. they had a little bit more of the technology and they had more mm -hmm. funds just because the, the, you know, the high rank, you know, sergeants and generals and stuff wow. had their kids enrolling there. So it was to their advantage yeah. to have a, you know, a top-notch school. This school was inside the, the base uh, in Caracas. And uh, on 92, so I was five years old, I was born in 87. 92, mm -hmm. we had a coup against the president. They blocked this, um, they blocked this military, the, the military base, and my parents could, couldn't get in it once, and I was inside. And after that, the day after, I think or so, my mom said, you know, I can't do this. It was just too much stress for her for what happened, not mm -hmm. being able to, you know, um, get me out of it. And um, they they enrolled me next day in private school. That so that's intense. how I made the, the, the switch in 92, I remember. Wow. So I, I know it's got to be intimidating, I'm sure. How was military school? You know, briefly. I, I remember. So we had. Um, it was strict. Mm -hmm. I like that. I mean, it was interesting because it was structure. Uh, I enjoy, I think that 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 makes somebody, um, I wouldn't say for say, you know, a better person, but once you get yourself figured out, mm -hmm. you grow a little, you get yourself structured and organized. Mm -hmm. um, if you can learn that at an earlier age, I think that to me is key. It teaches you a lot of responsibility, chain of command, respect. Prepares and there's a lot yeah. of values in mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. um, that in a certain way you can take to to face the world because you're gonna practice those day, day in and day out, whether you own your business or whether you work for somebody. I mean, you have to have those in order to excel in life and keep a job and mm -hmm. and be beneficial to society, which is what we're trying to do. Yeah, and that's important, man. And I think if that was probably taught more, I think people would be in better shape. Just yep. my personal say. I mean, I think eventually you can grow and learn, but that's that's really cool that you got to do that at an early age and so you can't uh, so had so arkansas was it on the map did you have a choice where you would have come to i, I know i get that i did have a choice <laughs> okay exactly i did have a choice there was an extra fee to um to come here well i'm sorry i'll take that back there was an extra fee to choose your place mm -hmm. in uh in the u.s and i chose the cheaper version which was yeah. they would definitely assign me mm -hmm. at the time um, and by the lifestyle and everything that I that I knew I was um, raised by my mom only mm. as a single parent and there was a that. lot of struggles in yep. there yeah I, um, I can relate mm -hmm. I didn't know honestly even thought of having the opportunity to come here and study for a year mm -hmm. or or any time possible um, at the time I was just you know, very fortunate that I had the opportunity, and it was and it was presented to me, Good. which you know I found it very interesting. I was mm -hmm. adventurous at the time, and I yeah. said, "Let's do it." Yeah. I want to learn English, you know, better. I had done extracurricular. I used to go to English lessons after school, 
just to learn more and uh, mm -hmm. it's always important and my parents really stress that mm -hmm. over the years because the English language has been um, a, a, an incredible tool kind of what you would look at it you know the Spanish from this end of the world mm -hmm. to be able to either get a better job or eventually mm -hmm. go somewhere I mean yeah. you definitely open open the doors at a different place yeah so that was very important to them I kind of took them I've always been into learning mm -hmm. uh, and I enjoy enjoy learning a lot and that was one of them that I just put myself to it and um, and learned it you know yeah. after I came here for for a year I was I was definitely a lot better okay. and that's what helped me to get enrolled in college and everything kind of worked out for the best because college in the United States was not not a plan either so mm. that's how that developed right after mm -hmm. right after high school and that was thank you to my host family yes 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 because i think I, I met you kind of <clears throat> going into this so mentioned i think in 2006 mm -hmm. you know and you, you were so how long were you with your host family i really and, went through the entire i mean i think up until junior <clears throat> year um that I I was I kind of forced myself to to make that decision. It was uh -huh. a big deal for me. I'm very family oriented. I enjoy living with them. Uh, probably one of the best things that could happen to me here, in, ever. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to move out, but I felt like at the same time, I was ready to do more things, and um, it was gonna be a growing learning experience for me that I needed to go through. And um, you know, learn what it means to take care of a of an apartment and pay your bills be and be on time yeah. and then mm -hmm. do kind of that. Mm -hmm. It was more to me like an exercise. I still, um, I mean, I still up until this day I wish, you know, I could could sometimes, uh, you know, stay longer and whatnot because mm -hmm. I mean I I really did enjoy it. Yeah, and I had my independence the same way. I mean, it was not like I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. It was more mm -hmm. of a matter that I I wanted to put myself through that experience mm -hmm. and and grow a little bit and yeah and be out of the house. But you know, being away from home was already uh, kind of difficult for me at the time. So being being without my second family, which was my host family, it it, it took a lot of thinking. Yeah. Before I, I I took that decision, I think I waited as long as I could, um, to to make that move. But you know, it's one of those things you kind of decide one day the opportunity opens up and you kind of take it and and then see where it takes you. That's, yeah, that's kind of how you develop. But I'm sure even you know going to military school, I'm sure you were kind of somewhat prepared to like be on your own. It's kind of scary at first, but you know learning I, at the same time, like you were I saying. I think it was the developing of of things. I mean, I, I received a great education from my mom. I I um I also had a a step a stepdad the time that was very um very structured mm -hmm. and um he he passed away oh, um, about man. a couple of years ago but oh, man. he mm -hmm. told me a lot he had a, he kind of picked me up when i was six or seven after my mm -hmm. biological dad mm -hmm. um went part you know parted out with yeah. uh with my mom and uh -huh. and um i got different faces from from different uh different people and and mm -hmm. that's just been uh, a great learning experience for me, so I, I learned a lot of structure for him, from him. Um, he was just a very he's he was a lawyer, 
So okay. he followed he followed the rules and he he told me to follow the rules and mm -hmm. and stay and and you know be a good person and, and learn really good values from him. Mm -hmm. And it's taking you far. They, they will take you far. I yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, that's that's how we uh, run our business. That's how I run my household. That's how I teach my kids and mm -hmm. and that's how I was taught and raised. I mean just mm -hmm. be a good person, mm -hmm. um, be a good citizen. You know, mm -hmm. follow your rules and. Mm -hmm. And you know, give the best you can every day. Learn yep. from it. Mm -hmm. Get back up. Get back up. Go the next day. And then do it the next day, yeah. and and try yeah. to figure it out. Right. And the sooner you figure it out, you know, the the easier you'll reach your goals. And mm -hmm. and that depends. Everybody has different goals, and mm -hmm. everybody has um, their own you know way of uh, of being successful. So yeah. And we're working on that now and you mm -hmm. know we continue on working and we've been working on it for years and that's good and we'll see i mean we just yeah. go step at a time it's not going to become mm -hmm. um you know an overnight top deal right. but you know we're really we're focused <coughs> on where we're leaving you know our next generation in general mm -hmm. I mean, we want to make we want to make a difference we want to be mm -hmm. influential and, and let people know and and listen to what we learn mm -hmm. and hopefully somebody at some point will be in the other end saying wow i can't believe you know they they were thinking this way and maybe it's, it's a, mm -hmm. um, a way ahead of it uh, or maybe it's a way behind it because we just never listen you know yep that's part of the problem <laughs> yeah um, right mm -hmm. so our parents taught us most most of these things and we kind of just blew them off until we figure it out on mm -hmm. our own and now we're like you know what that made sense you makes know, a whole lot of sense that's yeah. That's that's one of those things that I think yeah. constantly. So. Yeah. So you beautiful family. Uh, I don't think I've ever met your wife. I met <laughs> your your firstborn, your yeah. daughter at the pool uh, one summer. So how's married life and uh, being? It's kind of weird thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be a parent, and then you are a parent, or you are married, being a husband. And, yeah. So. Well, we had um, <clears throat> we've made uh. We made very little choices on our family plans, which mm -hmm. has been great for us. Mm -hmm. um, we were gifted, both my wife and I are very um, analytical. Yeah. So thinking the idea or planning the idea of having a child, I mean, was, was not for us. Um, mm. And we, uh, we got married <laughs> we got married in, yeah, you told me the story yeah, of the pool. Yeah, we got married in September yeah. uh -huh. and December the tenth we found out we were pregnant. Wow. And, uh, this was while she was traveling back and forth, finishing her masters in Europe. Wow. And it was Incredible. kind of a tough moment to see ourselves with a child uh -huh. the next year uh -huh. and being apart during we were apart during probably half her pregnancy she was mm. coming back and forth but then there is not um a good way of traveling for the mom and the baby while you're uh -huh. past a certain age certain time you know <coughs> in the um in the baby's um, developing and it was it was some tough times there we didn't plan that at all we yeah. were hopefully um ready to be finished with both i was in my own uh masters i was almost done yeah so i was in my final stages i think on my last um probably semester mm -hmm. while uh, 
while she was kind of halfway mm. to hers. Mm -hmm. So we had to wait. I mean, she had already started and gone through, you know, halfway. Yeah. And um, it was it was a two-part hospitality uh, program in Europe, half in, um, in Barcelona, Spain, and the other half in the Netherlands, uh, which was fantastic. She did it over there. We, I mean, we can't really... Um, we have no regrets about that yep. but definitely um didn't didn't plan the first kid semi planned the second one mm -hmm. um just because we we waited a while until we had a big ceremony we didn't get to have that big ceremony before we had our first child yeah um but it was it was great to have family and friends together we just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure we were at that stage where we weren't pregnant again yeah for our ceremony basically since we planned that you know probably like with a year in advance we mm -hmm. just wanted to make sure we we didn't risk it you know a whole yeah. lot because she just wanted to have fun at the end of the day it wasn't a mm -hmm. disappointment if she was going to be pregnant during her wedding but she wanted to be able to visit with her friends mm -hmm. um maybe have a drink or two and, yeah. and just enjoy it all together right um <clears throat> when you know when you're sick you're you're definitely different yeah different stage mm -hmm. feel differently so mm -hmm. um yeah beautiful family now we have yeah. two right after we got married uh -huh. he was like <laughs> the next month we're like a surprise oh. i was like all right well i get it you know yeah. we are obviously very fertile so yeah we just need to really watch out because mm -hmm. you know we we love our kids and we want to spend as much time as possible right and right now we're learning how to juggle in between mm -hmm. the business life and mm -hmm. dedicate yourself to the business and to the mm -hmm. people that follow us that are definitely enjoying what we're doing mm -hmm. um to our own you know household and make sure everything is kept together and we're mm -hmm. teaching good values and good. Our kids are learning mm -hmm. what they need to learn um we definitely don't want to be this this couple that you know are are doing all these things but you know we're not doing our fair share at home I neglecting mean, yeah yeah we just mm -hmm. want to make sure that we can provide in a different way and, and part of that we feel is emotional that's kind of one of the reasons i was mentioning to you at a previous time that we made the decision to to work you know on our own and on our own business and, uh -huh. and be a little bit more flexible to the things we can do with them Definitely, definitely. So uh, you talk about the hospitality. So did you know eventually what you wanted to do? And what I don't know if we covered. What was your degree in? Was it in system engineering? So or? yes, okay. I I graduated from UALR uh -huh. with a double major. One was um, a, bit, um, a bachelor of uh, arts, which uh -huh. was my Spanish degree. Okay, I got a Spanish degree awesome. too. And then I received an undergrad on, on systems engineering with uh, telecommunications. Right, okay. So I, 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 I had a job before I graduated. I was already working kind of full time. Mm -hmm. I was the kiddo that was trying to pay through school. There just you go. Because it was so tough, you know, that for story. my parents. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, a, yep. it, it was, I mean, a five, a six, maybe a 10 to one to what, what I could make here. Uh, doing yards to what my professional mother was doing back at home so i definitely you know had a had a good view of that and the struggle and didn't mind the work because i grew up in a in a very hard working environment mm -hmm. and 
it was it just kind of became natural just to start getting connections here and there and people knew I was reliable yeah a good worker and they would just open the doors and you know work around my schedule which was fantastic uh, because I did have exams I did have school I did have all that stuff yeah I did have Sigma news so <clears throat> right um, working around all that was was key um, to my success in learning um, in college Mm-hmm. And something that I, I kind of practice a lot, and didn't get to master a hundred percent, but I did practice a lot of juggling in between mm-hmm. all my things and um, working to make my time, make myself available, and work that extra job to make that extra twenty. Definitely, you know, helped oh, yeah. out right during mm-hmm. college for sure. Definitely, definitely. So, did you have an idea of like? Um, so the restaurant business um, had that always kind of been an idea that you wanted to pursue, or yeah. So my parents, my parents were in the rest are in the restaurant business, were in the restaurant business. I mean, from from a long for a long time, and uh, I enjoyed it, and I I I work in it, you know, growing yeah. up. Yeah. But at a at a certain age, it was more more available to me uh, what I wanted to do and in life kind of and I, I pursued this, this engineering thing because I was always interested in taking things apart and putting things together mm-hmm. uh, type of deal but the my analytical <coughs> mindset can be applied for for any business what I learned you know at school you know I can I can put it in practice I mm-hmm. still put it in practice and it yeah. helps me day in and day out <clears throat> um, I learned a lot in the corporate world. I was in it. I, I think I started working as an intern in two thousand and seven or eight. Okay. Graduated in twenty ten, and I had three years of undergrad, pretty much engineering experience, which helped me get a full time job um, awesome. at AT and T. So I worked with them. For about a year, learn a ton. There was a lot of learning there, and then I moved back to uh, Windstream Communications. Okay. Where yeah. I did uh, twenty eleven till twenty seventeen. Wow, that's incredible! So you yeah. were at FIS or Windstream? Yeah, I did that for okay. six years, uh-huh. um, and I moved <coughs> up. I was, you know, an analyst to. I uh, did a net data networking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, engineer um, was t- then I started up as an engineer one and I finished up as an engineer three which I had just one more there was one more which might have been a, a senior engineer so Golly. in yeah. my in my I didn't achieve it all obviously I'm very mm-hmm. I'm very young and I had a ton to learn mm-hmm. but um, I made it for um, for my age and uh, and my knowledge at the time, I think mm-hmm. I made it um, to a level where I felt comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, kind of living it and feeling mm-hmm. like I yeah. could come back to this and and you know pick up mm-hmm. where I left because I have a solid background and a, a solid understanding right. on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and then the restaurant. So uh, I started. We we started thinking about doing doing something different uh, just something that you couldn't find here mm-hmm. something that we knew it was um very 
very desirable in other places just because we've we've been there we've tried food all over the world and, right and that's what we enjoy doing i mean we enjoy other cultures and that's one of the best ways mm-hmm. for us you know to see a culture to taste what people eat mm-hmm. and other than sightseeing and meeting the actual people i mean it's food is just such a big part of of anybody's culture and we we mm-hmm. take that um you know to the heart and mm-hmm. we we definitely appreciate yeah. anything that we taste because there is a reason why and there is a lot of backgrounds a lot of years into making um whatever you're tasting in that culture whether it's simple or complex or whether it's a um where it's a street food or it's a michelin star you know restaurant mm-hmm. um <clears throat> at the end of the day it's it's just if you are passionate about about that i mean it's something that that you take you know very seriously uh-huh. so we put a little plan together and um we found this pod was available pretty much overnight they announced they were closing a week before they closed and uh we found out and we put in our bids with our plans to mm-hmm. um to see what it would happen and they liked our idea and we were all on board and we proceeded to open the restaurant so i called up by my parents which are the ones that really know you know all the insights about yeah. this business and, exactly and i said okay well we got this opportunity guys i mean i know venezuela economically is just getting tougher mm-hmm. um i i was starting to I already had Ariana at the time. We opened 2015, so okay. Ariana was two years old. My mm-hmm. parents were still traveling back and forth a lot mm-hmm. just to to visit, you know, especially with the grandkid. And, yeah. You know, all excited about that. It's the yeah. first grandkid. First grandkid, Only yeah. child on my, on my side, right. so my mom was always the trying to come of, here. Yeah, yeah. And um, they said, well, you know, if, if there's an opportunity to do a project like this, we can definitely, um, you know, take a look at it. And, you know, we put a menu together brought him here three weeks before we opened mm-hmm. um did everything that you would probably do from scratch i mean uh we did everything my um a lot of my friends came up to rip the carpet we oh, had wow. painting parties um my dad and i built the uh, the bar uh, yeah. mm-hmm. from scratch they they didn't used to be a bar in there so it was like a little two-seater table that they had we actually built a bar around it. We got a plumber to help us out with the little details and, you know, the plumbing inside and the electricity. But as far as the structure and the bones and the wood, the wooden bar, the top, the counters, uh, the measurements, everything, you know, we we did ourselves. By and hand. I think that's mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of um there there's a lot of um sentimental value every time we walk through the door like because there's a lot that. of pride we get <laughs> yeah. that vibe yeah and i think it, it spreads out just because you know it may not be you know the fanciest yeah. you know materials mm-hmm. or the fanciest thing but there is there's a world of good emotion and vibes mm-hmm. behind of what we're doing you know yeah and that's um that's what i feel people are so open you know to to what we're doing and they're so supportive too because they know that we're not the we're not the investor family that is just trying to 
mm-hmm. do a business in here and you know look at a number at the end of the day he's going through the numbers yeah, yeah every head count yeah. to all matters and mm-hmm. we are we're here with people without people I mean we're cooking we're doing the best we're trying to improve every day and right and that's that's what we're all about you know we're offering something an experience and it gets it gets seen a lot honestly a lot of people stops me before they walk out or friends of friends that have been to the mm-hmm. restaurant they tell me you know how much they appreciate it and yeah that helps us uh-huh. to get up you know next day and do it all over again yes yeah. you don't want to um, you wouldn't want to uh, lose that feeling, you know, and right, and that builds you up a lot when people do recognize what mm-hmm. what you do and and how much they like it, and how much yeah. they wish for you to stick around because they know how busy, how how difficult the business is, and mm-hmm. obviously sometimes I have some customers that are, you know, <laughs> feeling pretty lonely in the restaurant, and they they compare that to you know a, a place that that will probably no longer be in the future and right i just try to tell them listen we just just gonna be here regardless you know mm-hmm. we're trying our best and and that's what we're working i mean we're working on yeah. we're working at that day in and day out yeah we wish okay. to be busier too but that's gonna mm-hmm. come with time i think we're getting our word spread out and it's uh it's good it's good yeah yeah and and how was it um had you like experimented with with cooking when you like lived by yourself and then kind of compare that to like now did you have to learn like the culinary arts i'm um, I'm, I'm still very young in that category believe it or not i do shows and classes and things like that but i i didn't go to culinary school i mean okay. i went to engineering school so i look at uh-huh. i look at uh i look at it from a different perspective <clears throat> which is super weird um i have a good taste i feel like in in terms of um some elaborated dishes uh that i can i can tweak you know uh-huh. here and there and right. practice to get it done yeah but it wasn't like i had a solid ground the only the, the background i had was from my parents they both excellent cooks chefs uh-huh. and Cooking was not the thing I would do at home because it was always being done by them because they were just so efficient and so quick and right. and they would just get it done. But um, And at 16, I mean, I wasn't doing a lot of that either at home. Right. I did some of the basic stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I learned some of the basic concepts that will take you really far um, and you can build up um, mm-hmm. from it. Just... Yeah. Uh, basic seasonings and and mm-hmm. just taste all in general mm-hmm. then you can start experimenting on your own because you you have an idea of what's yeah. going on so i have an idea about the kitchen i mean i'm i can i can replace uh, my dad on a night or two and then i can um uh-huh. I'm, I'm right now i'm i'm the chef a couple of days a week at graffitis <laughs> yeah. yeah and i come up with new dishes um new salads new dressings i mean i i do all that but uh, I feel I feel I'm I'm a I'm a baby I'm a baby in mm-hmm. terms of the kitchen mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm not near as um, prepared as somebody yeah. that has gone to school and done done all the other mm-hmm. stuff. So when you and you'll kind of come back to the restaurant here in a little bit. So you you said you and your wife you traveled around. Um, how many countries have you been to, and do you have a favorite? 
All right. Um, how many countries? Well, um, we never counted them, but we've mm-hmm. been to Western Europe. Uh-huh. In between my wife and I, we probably covered, I wouldn't say three-fourths of the world, but three-fourths of the biggest cities of the world, I think maybe 70% um, without Africa. But uh-huh. she's, been, she's been in New Zealand and Australia and Asia, which I haven't been. Wow, uh, but I cover the whole Caribbean that she hasn't uh-huh. been in South America. Okay, I've only been to uh, Argentina, and I was born in Venezuela, so that's mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to Canada; she hasn't. Okay, uh, so we trade. We trade a few places. Trade she's off. been like, yeah, she's been on <laughs> um, on some Eastern Europe. I haven't. Um, I've been as far as Germany, but she's been south to Czech Republic and. Mm-hmm some other places we went to croatia together uh we usually fly back to spain or italy so we've been mm-hmm. to italy and spain a handful of times yeah i have family in paris so anytime we get the opportunity to stop by we just stop there and yeah um see my my family uh, and okay. yeah. portugal uh, she went to school in netherlands so we spent a, a good share in the netherlands uh, yeah, we just we just like to travel. I mean, we oh, save travelers. we mm-hmm. save our money. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a somewhat of a travel. I think she was a travel agent in her past life. So we both sit in there. We crank numbers. We we get we get it amazing deals. You know, good. we wait for these really good flights. Uh-huh. We do crazy things. We spend nights where nobody wants to, and we stay out of the city where you have to take a bus that people are unfamiliar with but oh, we learn okay. we learn bosses routes uh, we learn to talk to the people we like to get the feeling of how people live in those areas so when we go to <clears throat> yeah when we go to these big cities a lot of times we stayed out in the suburbs and we know what life is like what people are doing what mm-hmm. the real people and we say the real people is because you have a lot of countries they they, sh- they want they give you what you want to see and uh-huh. that's your touristic area what i mean by the real people not saying that the real people don't yeah. live in those yep. places yep. is yep. you know there is a lot more to that culture there's a lot more behind the scenes so we mm-hmm. get through those curtains we open mm-hmm. them up and we're like we dive into it we go eat at where the locals go to eat you know we go to the parks where the locals are mm-hmm. uh, so we're not limited to um <clears throat> To a yeah, this is where the tourists hang out. You know something different. We go to yeah. the bad areas. You know, right. We mm-hmm. we, uh, we visit the good areas and the bad areas. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the the fun in the entire thing. We know we know the good side of Puerto Rico, the bad side of Puerto Rico, the good side in the Dominican, the bad side in the Dominican. Uh, we know the private beach in Haiti, and then we know how the people really live. Really live. So. Yeah, that's 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 good. We did the the same thing in Belize. I mean, we mm-hmm. they they take you on a boat to your to a front beach resort, and uh, then we rented a golf cart actually in Belize because mm-hmm. you know the roads are little and, and it's not mm-hmm. that big, mm-hmm. and we went and rode all, all around the island. I mean, <clears throat> we were on an island off the coast of Belize, and we got to see you know what really was the island about mm-hmm. because. When they bring you in from a plane down to the water and from the water on a boat to your paradise, 
you don't get to see a full picture. You've seen the glitz and the glamour and the yeah, main. I mean, it's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. we, I mean, we like um, we like nice things. I mean, we do. Yeah. But when we mm-hmm. travel, we're very. We have a budget. I mean, we're conscious and and we try to do, mm-hmm. you know, things. Usually, we're against the demand, basically, and that's right. usually local things because. There's some people that are adventurous that will just take a backpack and go, and there are mm-hmm. people that will not leave their hotel rooms or the hotel resort, mm-hmm. and and there's there's nothing, not a a, a wrong thought about neither of these ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just more of the type that would just get out there and experiment something different, other than you know a frozen drink by just the, the norm yeah the norm yeah and it was weird it's funny you you mentioned that because we went to new orleans uh last april and one of my mom's uh classmates lives down there he's lived down there over 30 40 years and he was mentioning that he was just like you know um i hope to like actually i didn't get to but he was gonna cook us food like actually new orleans mm-hmm. cuisine and he mentioned like you were just saying Everybody just knows Bourbon Street, the party life and all that, Mardi Gras, and they don't actually probably just get out and just kind of take mm-hmm. in some of the uh, other stuff that's mm-hmm. just n- not the party life, you right. know. So I see what you're saying. It's, it's it's great you mentioned that, and that's cool that you did as well to get a perspective on that. And that happens everywhere. Yeah. I mean, people, people are going for what they want, and people have different interests. Yeah. But, I mean you would think that nine out of ten that are going to New Orleans will visit. You know, if they're if they're coming from outside, they'll mm-hmm. probably be, be visit Bourbon Street first because it's unique. I mean it's, it's unique, an attraction yeah. that yeah. Right, you right. don't see anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but there there's so much to it. I mean there's so much mm-hmm. history, you know, even mm-hmm. with French and mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a lot of influence. Their cuisine is influenced that way too and Yeah. I mean, nevertheless you know, being a French territory back in the day, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, <clears throat> everything has their history, and once yeah. you get to know it, then you get to appreciate more mm-hmm. that wisdom, right? I mean, right. it's like when you get older and you, I don't know, you go out and you meet somebody and you're like, wow, you know, I probably wouldn't have thought the same thing, you know, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you you're in a different place, that means you're growing. <clears throat> that's a sign that you're getting more mature. And yeah. you can see things differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, mm-hmm. maybe you. I appreciate more uh, family moments as as we go on because I have my own family now. Yeah. So I can I can relate to those moments when my parents wanted me home and I had something else to do, and I couldn't make it. You know now, I see it from the other side, and I'm like, you know what? That was probably gonna be you know a much more important moment. But at the time, you know, mm-hmm. you you take other actions, you know, thinking on your priorities at the time. So it's just time yeah. and and growth, and, yeah. and that's that's pretty much it. That's how I that's how I kind of judge my things. <clears throat> and I used to do some writing that helped me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been doing that lately, but I used to remember to go back to my own thoughts. You know, after a period of years, and mm-hmm. then see how, where I was and where mm-hmm. I am in terms of, because you forget what you write. I mean, if you if right. you put something down in a notebook, mm-hmm. hide it for a few years, mm-hmm. pick it back up and see, wow, this is where I was at. This is where my mm-hmm. thoughts were at. Mm-hmm. And if you put down, you know, honestly, what you feel, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, a really pretty thing to, a really pretty present to yourself in the future to, mm-hmm. to know that by such and mm-hmm. such date. Yeah. You're feeling a certain way, and this mm-hmm. is where you are years later, where you're trying to put your goals from your heart on yeah. a piece of paper, and then five years later, you may be, you might have accomplished or succeeded or working on those goals still, and then you may still feel the same or feel completely different. Yeah, and there's that re- time for reflection and thought and, and all of that. And learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely together. learning. Back, back to what we were saying in the beginning. So, man, I want to get to... Uh, so, uh, Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know me, like, I guess because I'm from a small town, so if I get any sense of celebrity, I just, my eyes are just like a little kid, you know. But I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, they filmed Triple D. So, how did that come about? Uh, so, we were we were chose by them and contacted with a series of uh, questionnaires. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And recipes and things like that, and and we passed a couple of, I think, uh, kind of interviews. Yeah. He liked. I think we we never talked to him directly. It was just kind of the the crew that puts Behind these the things. Scenes. Okay. Yeah, they put this together. They call you. They check. They make sure that you know what you're talking about. That mm-hmm. you have something he will be interested in. They kind yeah. of have a feel already for what he's looking for uh-huh. at this point. Right. Okay. And obviously La Terraza, uh, with a lot of Caribbean influence and European influence, was something different in Little Rock altogether. And uh, that was something that definitely got his attention, I feel like. I mean, yeah. I will never know why we were chosen. Because yeah. uh-huh. uh, we couldn't, but we know we met the requirements, which was, you know, made from scratch, family recipes or mm-hmm. some sort of recipe. And... Um, you know, family operated. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of them. They yeah. They tend to go for the for the small business place. They're they not do. gonna record a, a chain or right. anything like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, yeah, we we got it, and um, it was kind of a dream, mm-hmm. uh, because up until the morning, hundred um, percent honest, and my wife can quote you on this mm-hmm. and and everything. I didn't know if it was gonna be true if they were gonna show up. It's one of those things that yeah. you, you put it all there. We put our family recipes with like traditions and uh, generations of kind of knowledge and work. Uh-huh. And I honestly felt like I was gonna be that, I was gonna be that generation that was gonna mm-hmm. probably be the one that gave away the oh, recipes yeah. and didn't figure yeah. it out that this was just a total scam because oh, the way it works out mm. is you get all these personal addresses and emails and stuff nothing is related to the food network 100 percent. really there wow. yeah it's uh-huh. like coming from different entities like uh, sound productions and hollywood videos yeah and, and that's just to make names. I don't. I don't uh-huh. quite remember the the names, but the domains of some of the emails I remember seeing that we share our family recipes with mm-hmm. were on a Yahoo domain, and I'm like, Ooh. you know, we're just contacted from California uh-huh. uh, to give our recipes, and and it's something that somebody can easily mock if you yeah, think exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, um, sure. mm-hmm. and get honestly what we have, which is to us. You know, it's it's our life. It yeah. really is. Yeah. You know, 
somebody taking our, our ideas and making it big because they they have the capital and, and and obviously we got the vision but you know you can't if you have both i think that's that's amazing right if mm -hmm. you have all these ideas and you can capitalize them right then um then you i think you make it you know yeah. a step above yeah but for us, is that I mean, if somebody steals our ideas and and mm -hmm. puts puts them into practice, I mean, that would be very harmful for us mm -hmm. because we really worked, I mean, through generations to get mm -hmm. where we're at, uh, food wise. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a pride to us, mm -hmm. to us for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that that's what I kept thinking. I was like, yeah, this is either gonna be really really good for my family mm -hmm. or I'll be none. In my head, in the history of my family, for the guy that screwed up and yeah, and did the wrong move. So uh -huh. hopefully it worked out. Thankfully, uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah, on our on our advantage. And they showed up that morning when mm -hmm. they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. We were here at three in the morning cooking for about for wow for them. Yeah, uh, because some dishes need to be done for photo shoot and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. We make uh, we oven roast this bake. Uh, we bake this pork leg mm -hmm. that takes like an hour every two pounds. So sometimes it takes Ooh. eight hours. Yeah, yeah. And that's on a small one usually, you know. Uh -huh every pound or so it's it takes a long time mm -hmm. so yeah they showed up uh they were here they did their thing they explained to me how it was gonna be uh uh on a side note i was chosen to do it because because of english pretty much but my dad should have been the one should have been to the one do it to actually do yeah and yeah. i um I really feel like uh, through my eyes he did it. Mm -hmm. I hope he he sees it that way because I mm -hmm. didn't want to do it. I just knew oh, how important okay. it was for him, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't want to be. I have I still have a problem with uh, recognition. Uh, that's yep. a that's a personal problem. I mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to I need to grow better on that and and actually accept that mm -hmm. you know better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know it, I know. <laughs> Um, for sure that it, it doesn't mean the same to me as it would have meant for him because that's that's mm. his life and his career. Yeah. I feel like I I was kind of brought around from, you know, engineering back into this, which I do love, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Being on a food network for somebody <laughs> that's been cooking for 40-plus years, right. yeah. it's a big deal. Um mm -hmm. Maybe not as big of a deal as it was for me, mm -hmm. um, given that it was an amazing opportunity. It's just that um, I, fe I feel it, it would have been more important if you can put it into those words mm -hmm. for yeah. him. And, right. and it took me a while to get over that. And up until last minute, I mean, I, oh, I was mm -hmm. I had all that in mind and and. Um, and it just it made me feel great because we were doing something and I was the chosen one. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I wasn't 100% satisfied because I mm -hmm. wanted his face to be there. You wanted to be the face and of the product just, and the business. And yeah. his English was fine, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, the yeah. production kind of... They, they liked something about me. I don't know what it was. Yeah, the charm. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know... Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but um, mm -hmm. 
maybe to be able to carry on different subjects mm. yeah. would have been maybe a little bit more complicated for him. But mm. I mean, these guys have filmed around the world. They've mm. they they film with people that don't speak the language. So I was expecting mm. maybe to see something different. They still, per our request, I stress this numerous times. I even uh -huh. told Guy um, that as well. I told him, hey, this is the product of my parents' work. Mm -hmm. I'm very conscious about that. And I do understand that we are here because of them. And I think that's very important. That's very realize. important. Never forget where you came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Very important to, uh -huh. to definitely give them all the acknowledgement because I wouldn't be here, mm. you know, otherwise. And um, mm. and that's that's mainly, you know, kind of what it, what happened. And, and he was included in some of it, mm -hmm. some of it about three times. He yeah. was, they did a, a whole thing with us cooking, you know, back there, which good, was pretty good, special. He's showing up and we're talking. And right, yeah. It was it was, it was, was a lovely moment, but we didn't know if that was going to be air or not. Okay. It was just one of those things. Awesome. But it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it allowed more people to know of what we're doing, mm -hmm. to get the family story from the cameras all over the world mm -hmm. is a big mm -hmm. overachievement, in my opinion. Very, um, very great, yeah. We, so. um, like I said, just that type of recognition is is great. We do, we do put our, we do put you know our souls into this place, and sometimes, like I said earlier, you know, just to hear that, you know, mm -hmm. it, it it just makes me smile. It makes me come back, you know, work harder and do more. And go. it's all about personal achievement at this point. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, um, you know, the yeah. restaurant business is. Is, is really tough and you know there's a lot of overhead uh -huh. and um, in certain ways our market um, really likes yeah, the, the flashy new places and and that is something that we can't offer but you know we're offering a heck of a lot of yeah. good food and, mm -hmm. and good personality and, yeah. and and a lot of love you know and I think a lot of places miss that um, even with hiring people uh, i was interviewing for a job it's kind of side note and you know I, I don't know like one of my friends he worked there and that's what like kind of piggybacking off what you were saying you know it's important to have that personality mm. and, and you know that unique you know uh additive there of flair you know um but i mean that's really cool that you were saying that you know um i think that's very important because it's almost like <clears throat> who are you? And like you were saying, you, you know, you greet the customers and, you know, you talk to them, you know, and everything. And, and they, you know, appreciate that in the long run. I really do feel, you yeah. know. We try to make everybody feel special. I think mm -hmm. we uh, we have restaurants where um, we, we think pass. Mm -hmm. A lot of, um, in the big picture, a lot of, issues that we see on a day-to-day -day life yeah because we are real I mean we struggle we are here we have kids we have problems mm -hmm. and and that's normal and mm -hmm. we don't believe society mm -hmm. should try to make your life should try to hide who What's you are really going on mm -hmm. so we, we go that I mean I tell you, when we opened, my daughter was in arms and my wife was working. Mm -hmm. When my son was here, I, I had him on a 
on a backpack, you know, on a front carrier a lot of times, taking care of the business, doing what I needed to do. And uh, we feel like our, uh, our kids is that next generation that is part of us. And as part of us, um, we, we should try to do our best to spend time with them and mm-hmm. and be around them and yeah. if if that means being around the restaurant which is what's feeding us uh currently then then that's gonna be it i mean mm-hmm. we have a ton of toys in here we have a lot of friends that come in mm-hmm. and you know they play with a lot of the toys that we have in it yeah. we want them to feel comfortable we mm-hmm. got a little kids table um that parents can sit their kids while they're having dinner mm-hmm. um we put you know these slides yes. that go when the weather yeah, I gets see these nice in here. i know you guys can't see but yeah, yeah. i was wondering okay so we got, got these doll houses yeah. that we kind of put out when the weather is nice nice it's just got to enjoy a little bit yeah. just because i know we know what it's like um we have gone i think in the past maybe Maybe our past generation or so, maybe in the past, you know, maybe 30 years or so, we feel like it's so wrong to take our kids mm-hmm. to certain places. Mm-hmm. And that's that to me is a cultural thing mm-hmm. um, because I, I was raised going with my mom everywhere. She couldn't afford a place to keep me. I had exactly. to stay quiet under a desk or in uh-huh. a chair or taking a nap, you uh-huh. know, in the, in the storage. Um, I, I went through all that and I know what it means. So, uh, and, and and the connection that I have with my parents because of that is <coughs> tremendous. You know, yeah. the same thing with my grandparents staying with mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. um, we couldn't do a lot of the things that maybe parents can do now. But right, and you know, it's that special bond that you have, you know, with with your old granny or with your old grandpa that it's irreplaceable. I mean, that's what it comes yep. down to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. It's just that feeling that you have that nobody can take it away. I mean, it doesn't matter yeah. where you are, who you are, what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have things and I have feelings that, I mean, they're mine and I can, I can shout them out because mm-hmm. I am, I'm proud of them and, mm-hmm. and I have the type of personality to do that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what we put out day in and day out too. Just, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to have mm-hmm. your kids. Um, at our other restaurant, we do the parents' night out about once a month. Um, yeah. The kids go in one place, the parents get, you know, a few hours. Um, we know how important it is, you know, for parents to be connected. I mean, that's, yeah. that's honestly the, the, the foundations, you know. We try to put those good values in our kids, and we, we as parents, we struggle a lot. So maybe taking that hour to connect, you know, at least once a month or maybe two times a month, you know, it helps yeah. people get into their routine of, hey, listen, we're just going to relax a little bit and uh, uh, do this for a little while together. And yeah. Hoping that, you know, that will definitely help uh, all their parents because we found that that was a way to help us too mm-hmm. to kind of get out of this whole thing for an hour and say, you know what? Let's have some, mm-hmm. you know, fun time together and, and yeah. enjoy, you know, for a little bit. So yeah. that, that's important in our eyes, family-wise. Um, parents make healthy families. Healthy families make healthy business. Healthy business make healthy counties. Healthy counties make healthy mm-hmm. 
regions, healthy yeah. regions make healthy states, and you can grow it to the world. Grow so the, the world. healthier we are from like a small mm-hmm. little grain, we feel <coughs> like we're putting, you know, our our little grain of salt, you mm-hmm. know, in a big pile of things to try to help out. And hopefully it grows bigger and bigger and people learn from it and, you know, make the world a better place. I think that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, that's our goal. Uh, whether we're doing it through food or through events, or through what we're trying to express, um, a lot of people, is it's going to be okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you may it may look like it's amazing. We're just here laughing and, mm-hmm. you know, chatting and, and having all these things, but everybody you know it's it's having issues whether your issues is money or transportation or health which is Mm -hmm. one of the most important things right Mm -hmm. uh or just emotional i mean we're all humans and we all have our needs and Mm -hmm. we feel like we need to you know try to get people to understand what their needs are and once they find out what their needs are Mm -hmm then they can get themselves better and then lead to healthy, more healthy stuff and make, right. make the world a better place. Yes. Yeah. We think that's what, what's all about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to help. Um, <clears throat> we do, uh, we feel like our next business is going to be a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We're still very much mm-hmm. working on our <laughs> on our no, uh, on our profit, non-profit Your business. Non-profit, yeah. We were talking about, you know, before we started the show. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, we definitely want to make sure that uh, we have things well in place and we're at a place where we can help more people. Um, we've bounced some ideas around it, mm-hmm. but those ideas, you know, may, may help one or two kids. I think we need mm-hmm. and we have the ability mm-hmm. to make something that can help more and yep. instead in instead of just focus focusing on just one or two then we can just build something mm-hmm. that more people can get benefit out of it mm-hmm. just because we we definitely on, on that big of an issue we have to think big yeah um mm-hmm. there is uh, there's a lot of close stories that we have with uh with foster, foster kids for example uh, mm-hmm. which is it's a big issue mm-hmm. uh to us not not just because we have kids because it was an issue before then yeah and uh, we kind of understand how these healthy families and societies can Mm -hmm. affect um the world then then that's part of the root of the problem you know a good system that can definitely um help out you know a lot of kids and even if it's you know getting bags for right now which which what we've tried to do or food or you know big brothers big sisters stuff at the restaurant um we we just want to put something together that has a lot of thought into it that people can just jump in it and be able to help there's a ton of people that want to be able to help mm-hmm. it's just somebody trying to put it all together and yeah. making it easy and available to other people exactly uh, when you see these gofundme pages and mm-hmm. you see somebody trying to send aid aids mm-hmm. to other places mm-hmm. it's it's you, you get the return i mean people are out there i mean there's everybody has a good heart um we feel like that and and everybody's willing to help it's just a matter of putting it up there at the right time and you right. know when people are 
engage is, is yeah. probably a key but mm-hmm. we haven't figured that out um that is one of the things that are probably listening back to me yeah years from yeah. now and yeah. see see how much we have capitalized on those ideas and see what we're at build the memory um, development yeah that's important that's always important yeah mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. to be able to pass it down it's yeah. it's it's a good and important yeah. thing to do awesome we're kind of winding down i know you're a busy man uh so we're going to plug the restaurant go ahead uh Tell us where uh, we can uh, get some of that amazing Venezuelan food. Uh, I got to get Jennifer here on the date. So no, for sure, <laughs> anytime. Uh, yeah. We're located in Little Rock uh, on Cavanaugh in the heart of Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. The address here is 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard. Okay. Um, a lot of people knows it um, from the previous restaurant. The name of mm-hmm. it was Acadia. Um, okay. I they were around for about that. 20 years. Wow. So okay. It's it's a recognized spot. Um, now the younger folks probably don't remember that, so we just give them the address. But yeah. they're a little bit more savvy as far as Google Maps and all <laughs> yeah. that, so they don't yeah. they don't get lost getting here. It is a it is a shaded uh, corner mm-hmm. patio yep. lot, so it gets overseen as a restaurant a lot right. because it's part of a, an entire building yep. mm-hmm. uh, it's not just an stand alone mm-hmm. um, but people that you know look it up and, and find it knows where we are and now the second time you know it's definitely easier that's that's a huge plus we also have um, we recently purchased graffitis uh, oh, that was over in congratulations Kendall. yes yes uh, yes Italian restaurant I've uh-huh. been spending a lot of my time lately yeah um, with uh with my mom over there in the kitchen good good so it's helping us out a lot um that one is the address is 7811 kentrell road okay um we're across foxcroft so that, foxcroft that neighborhood yep. mm-hmm. um yep. over there um mm-hmm. it's also a kind of like a little corner mm-hmm. part of a building kind of the same yeah. setup situation okay. yeah. parking is limited but then don't let that hold you back i mean That's this right. is going to yeah. be yeah. a good uh, romantic we're there day in and day out I'm up in the front I mean I'll yeah. I'll take care of all your needs we're putting an, ama- an amazing product mm-hmm. uh, great quality mm-hmm. um, very good ticket times front of the house everybody's just lovely and ready to yes, help yes 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 um, we have really cool uh, cool specials uh, wine mm-hmm. dinners so follow us on Facebook uh, that's where go. we get most of the information out mm-hmm. for our younger younger crowd and um Martini specials, food specials. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we're Are trying to celebrate. That, yeah, have want to have a cocktail, want to have dinner, anniversary, birthday, just whatever, just to get out. Definitely check out these restaurants. We got it all together, catering as well. We're doing. Uh, we're tapping into that market here. is growing a lot for us. It is. Yeah. Weddings and mm-hmm. receptions, uh, graduations. May is crazy. Uh, with is. graduations spring very nice spring time, time of the year yeah uh, everybody gets out. married uh-huh. um, we have those rehearsal parties you uh-huh. know we have two party rooms we have one here we can hold about 30-ish uh, the other one holds about 40 okay uh, and that's sit down dinner uh, that's something most places mm-hmm. uh, like to like to offer and we have one available we're lucky um, we don't have to take you know the entire restaurant. We we mm-hmm. both both restaurants are quite a small. I mean mm-hmm. it's 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 family owned and, and yeah. we can only do mm-hmm. that space. You mm-hmm. know, bringing a bigger space will mean you know a lot more 
a lot more manpower and yeah this is this is good and manageable to us and that's what we're trying to do we're not trying mm-hmm. to do more than we can there you go we try to we try to put like i said a good product mm-hmm. uh consistently product that we yeah. cook that yeah. we make that yeah. is good quality yeah. and um we have only hit that with just small quantities okay um and that's that's we we can grow we have the tools to grow it and right now we have shown that we're effective when we do have that type of business so we're ready to do it day in and day out um but definitely like going back a bigger mm-hmm. space will probably mean a bigger stuff and yeah and we are okay where we are i That's think important. it's mm-hmm. it's good and comfortable mm-hmm. and um we're putting a ton of food out mm-hmm. people are enjoying it good specials um good first time buyers uh if we do business for the first time caterings yeah. okay yeah uh for we've, we've talked to pharmacists doctors <laughs> office mm-hmm. um dealerships we've done um we did the parks and recreation for uh, the city of little rock that was 150 oh, wow. people it's incredible um yeah. we have uh we have done a lot of things in the short period of time and, mm-hmm. and we feel like we have enough things on our yeah. uh, repertoire to mm-hmm. to satisfy most mm-hmm. people's needs and we're not afraid of jumping outside our menu right. and um jumping outside the box because that's that's what we do to make people happy mm-hmm. we cater to their needs mm-hmm. and that's something that it's mm-hmm. harder and harder to do with this standardization of restaurants <coughs> i mean uh you guys probably know that it's difficult sometimes to get a dish modified during your dinner and, right. and that's kind of how it comes and yeah we're cutting costs so that's how mm-hmm. you're getting things you know you mm-hmm. can't select your options as much as you can anymore so mm-hmm. if we put it in car terms you know if they make the chevy a certain way you can't put red seats on it from right factory yeah you have to do it on your own mm-hmm. or you know you have to buy the corvette where those options are available exactly well in the industry we're that i mean we're uh-huh. catering to those corvettes and i would say maybe ferrari one want to be honors and they want something tailored that they want for them it's something different it's something that they can find everywhere it's special and Mm -hmm. um and we're doing it and we're putting out for that type of service Mm -hmm. and that level Mm -hmm. and our expertise definitely um a very affordable uh pricing scheme for everybody to try because that's part of our mission too yeah. you know we want everybody to try and we know we're conscious too mm-hmm. um being regular people yeah. that you know we need to make sure that the prices are right and that people are satisfied yeah. you know with our prices mm-hmm. and like well just uh kind of um what you were just saying is you hit the nail on the head i think if more people did that you were saying that people try to do more than they can Sometimes. And I don't know if that maybe is trying to do it, press someone or whatever. But yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah, and I can see that. I can. That's important. Yeah, we we like to ma. Okay, we we like to master something, but we never feel like we have mastered because it's so yep. tough, right? We mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. I master this, or I master this in my engineering schooling, or I master mm-hmm. this in my corporate world. I feel like I've learned a lot of it. Um, I don't feel like I have mastered anything so far. Yeah. Uh, um we are pioneering a lot of things that mm-hmm. they're not here in little rock uh-huh. um, that is a fact uh we're, do- we're doing things a lot backwards 
to where the industry is. Uh, I am aware of where the industry is heading, um, mm-hmm. but I have my background and my roots in, in what I'm trying to put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the project. That's part of who we are. Um, yes, it could come across like we're not following certain trends and, and we that's don't know important. what we're doing original, in a yeah. certain way mm-hmm. because it's tough to try to sell something that people are not ready to buy. You know, that's yeah. nobody does that. Yeah. And I feel like we miss a lot of marks because we are trying to do that. But that's yeah. our authenticity. That's that's who we are. Uh, that that's what we do. That's what mm-hmm. we feel. And um, and we go where we go a lot with our feelings, and 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 that sometimes that accomplishment uh, means a lot more. You know, that other things. Given that, you know, um, money-wise, we can benefit different ways, you know, doing different things. But Mm -hmm. finding a good balance is part of the learning, too, and getting to where we feel comfortable and people feel comfortable. Yeah. We're we're trying to hit that mark. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have done it. We're maybe close or not close, (laughs) but we're we're there. I think we're there where Mm -hmm. people actually are... You know, ready to experiment something new and different, and it's it's priced right, and they love the experience, and the feedbacks are amazing. So, that's that's always a good plus. I mean, we mm-hmm. we definitely um, having repeated business. You know, every week. And yeah. That's that's uh, that's what we're working for. We need a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. We are aware, but right. in the meantime, we're doing the best we can and. Like I was taught from maybe they won. I mean, you know, do your best and the rest will come. There you go. That's that's the best I can do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel bad if um, if any anything went the the way I didn't expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Because at the end at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I I gave him a hundred percent. I gave him my entire day. I gave him my entire mind. And if at one point, if anything were to happen. Maybe that wasn't enough. I I can leave and walk out of here, mm-hmm. with uh, all the learning and beautiful things that I took from it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I that I that I'm so passionate about. But those things that you put your heart into it, and mm-hmm. you can be certain right. that at the end of the day, you did everything in your power mm-hmm. to make it the best of the best. There you go. So I think that's that's the way I will close today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to be afraid of making mistakes, following your emotions, and do mm-hmm. what it makes you, f- yeah. what what it makes you complete. You can't be wrong with that. I mean, you will benefit yourself many many other ways than working a job that you don't like or doing something that you hate. Mm-hmm. That's just an eye opener. I think there've been polls out there. I think. <clears throat> 60-70% of the people do mm-hmm. and are doing currently things that they don't like to do. Yep. <laughs> that makes uh, the world most of a tough place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are not meant to do a certain thing because it pays a whole lot. Mm-hmm. At the beginning it sounds great. Mm-hmm. We prepare ourselves, we put ourselves in debt yep. to do all this. Yep. There's a lot of problems to that. That maybe another podcast on the yeah. struggles of America. Wow, that's a, that would be a good one. Yes, that yes. will 
that is something that as a society we haven't learned to understand that we have needs too mm-hmm. yeah. and we have wants and we have needs and until we make a good distinction mm-hmm. in between those two we're going to be struggling pushing down on farther generations yep. things that at the end of the day mm-hmm. honestly don't mean a whole lot you know yeah when you when you're happy and you're there and you got what you want that's it that's it that's all whether it that's mm-hmm. whether that's owning a restaurant or selling rubber bands i yep. mean at the end of the day you know that's i get a lot of people that that talk about success and success is very relative mm-hmm. and and i touch on this point yeah. with a lot of them because uh-huh. people may look at success you know have a, a beautiful family, Bang. two mm-hmm. restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not look like I'm struggling, but it is a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm up from very real with, with everybody that talks to me uh, deep down to it, you mm-hmm. know, um, just ideally and, and superficially. Um, looks like everything is great, but there's nothing great yeah. without really falling down you know and 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 learning and those two things are key Mm -hmm. you get down and if you learn how to get yourself back again Mm -hmm. and find ways to do it um emotionally which is very uh um um, which is very difficult yeah um then you can definitely achieve anything Mm -hmm. no matter no matter where you are no matter where you come from i learned that Mm-hmm. There's plenty of opportunities. Um, you just have to put your mind to it yep. and uh, and go for it. Man, fantastic podcast. So, Jamer, uh, star on the Food Network, uh, athlete, uh, world traveler. Man, thank you so much for being on. And now, so, and, and business owner. That's right. Yeah, man, that's fantastic. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. I kind of saw you a little bit mature in, in college a little bit, man. I'm so proud of you, man. Just, Appreciate just it. yeah, yeah. You're going to... You go on the mile, man, and further, and you, and keep going, man. I mean, it was a great podcast. The word you're very articulate, by the way. I don't know if anybody's ever told you your words, inspiration. Hope that helps. And this is another thing. Hope this helps someone maybe that listens and maybe feels like, oh, like you said, I can't. You know, I don't know if I want to do it or can't do it or whatever, man. You're living proof. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Well, thanks for being on, man. Appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.